Emma Mae Jenkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, incredible, loved, valued people? I am so thankful for who you are. I'm so thankful that you're here with me today. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast. I'm Emma Mae Jenkins and I'm so excited about today's message. So friends, without further ado, faith comes by hearing. Grab your headphones and let's get into the word. (laughs) So I heard this quote the other day and I was so encouraged by it and therefore could not help but just hop on the podcast and share it with y'all in hopes that it encourages and challenges you too as it has me. But this quote that I want to share with you, also side note, I'm really excited because I have a handful of quotes that I want to share with y'all today and I'm just really giddy about them. (laughs) But the first quote is by C.T. Studd and he said, only one life will soon pass Only what's done for Christ will last. I'm going to say that one more time. Only one life will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh my stars. Sweet people, that challenges me and encourages me all at the same time. We have one life here on earth until Jesus comes back. And on some days... In some seasons, it may feel like it is a long time, (laughs) but in comparison to eternity, we are actually here for a very, very short time. And I don't know about you, but I want to live a life that matters. I want to live a life that has meaning. I want to live a life for a purpose that's bigger than me. And I know that in order to do that, I live for the glory of the Lord. Only one life that I get to live here. And it's going to pass by real quick. It's going to pass by soon, CT said. But only what's done for Christ will last. I want me and I want you, I want us to live lives that are bigger than us. To live lives that allow an encouraging and eternal impact to take place in the lives of those around us. I want to live a life that has has value beyond beyond what I can see. Only one life will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. James said it this way in James 4, 13 through 17. He says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow, he says. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. And other versions say that your life is like a vapor, like a puff of smoke, a wisp of steam from a cooking pot, mist, here one day, gone the next. He says what you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. If it's the Lord's will, I'm going to go here or I'm going to go there. If it's the Lord's will, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. He goes on to say, otherwise you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. In other versions, it says arrogant plans. 
So it's all, it's all about you. Telling people what you're going to do today or tomorrow, what you're going to do next year and how you're going to make business and how you're going to make money, filling out your schedule, craving that control and having a puffed up spirit of I did this on my own. I got myself here. He says, all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. And what James is not saying here is, that it's bad to schedule or that it's bad to have plans or to have visions or to have dreams or that he's not saying don't fill up your calendar. That's not what he's saying. He's acknowledging the posture of our hearts here. To plan is so beautiful. Solomon said that a a man will plan many ways in his heart. He said, but the Lord establishes his steps. The Lord, he teaches me to do his will and he leads me on level ground. It's one thing for me to fill up my calendar, for me to fill up my life in a schedule in in order for me to feel as though I have a grip on things, for me to feel as though I have control and for me to be able to boast in myself saying I am the one who got me thus far. And James is giving us a heart check that it's not about us and we actually aren't in control. It's the Lord. He's, he's challenging us from Psalm 46:10. be still and know that the Lord is God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in all of the earth. I love in Psalm 37, we know that those who delight in the Lord, God will give them the desires of their heart. But what's so cool is that when we begin to delight ourselves in the Lord, the desires of our heart reflect the desires of God's heart. When we seek to bring glory to the Lord, when we seek to do the will of the Lord, when we seek to bring him honor, <laughs> friends, we begin to crave what he craves. We begin to want what he wants. We begin to desire for the plan of our life to be what his plan is for our life. I don't know about you, but I want at the end of my life to be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord, I would have been so messed up, fallen off the beaten path. I don't want my life to make sense apart from the Lord. I want whether I turn to the right or I turn to the left to do so because I hear the voice of the Lord behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. I could fill up my schedule 50 years ahead from now, but I can tell you with full confidence and guarantee that if I were to go to the Lord to seek his plan, his plan would be exceedingly and abundantly greater than what I could have ever planned on paper on my own. I want what God wants because it's for his glory. And I know that he promises to work all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose to shape us to look more like his son. His plan is far better than mine. And I want that. I don't want to have a boastful, arrogant spirit telling my pretentious plans so that I can get some type of earthly credit for all of the things that I accomplished and all of the things I planned out and all of the things I did. I want my response in every situation to be, if it's God's will, then I will do it. I want the heart of God to dictate how I schedule things. <laughs> I want the heart of God to dictate how I plan things. 
I want to seek the Lord as he guides me along the right path for the honor of his name. Because why? Y'all, it's all about him. And as James said, our life is a vapor. I love how it says a wisp of steam from a cooking pot. Going back to C.T. Studd, only one life, my friend, we get to live here until Jesus comes back. And it's going to soon pass. It's so short. As James says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? You don't. I don't. Yeah, we may have it on a schedule. We may have it on a calendar that we're going to go here and do something there. But we don't know. We haven't been in tomorrow. But God has. And there's so much peace in that. That as we go day by day, he is our daily bread. He leads us. He pursues us. He is faithful. We can trust him. We can trust him. Psalm 90, 12, Moses prays, God, teach us to to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That's one of my favorite prayers. God, teach me to number my days. Give me understanding of truly how short my time is here. And give me a heart of wisdom so that I may live it out well according to your spirit in step with your heart. That's what I want. I love that prayer. Doesn't that just bring so much peace to know that God is in control? Doesn't that just calm your spirit being reminded that I can be still and know that the Lord is God? (laughs) He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in all the earth. But not only that, he will be exalted in my life. He, He is faithful. He is a loyal God, hemming me in both behind and before, promising that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm so thankful, and I pray that this encourages you to not worry. For those of you who love to have control of what's coming next, love to have control of what your future's going to look like, love to know what's the next step going to be, and while looking forward to the future is so fun and it's so exciting, whenever it robs you of joy in the present, you're missing, you're missing the point of being excited about the future. Then it turns into wanting control and worrying about the future and not trusting it in the hands of the Lord. I love how Jesus says in Matthew 6, Friends, consider the birds that fly in the air. They don't store away in barns or worry about what they're going to eat. Like the Lord, he takes care of them. And just as the wildflowers and the lilies in the field, they, they don't reap or spin. They don't strive or like work hard for the colors that they're clothed in. And yet your heavenly father, he takes care of them. Not even Solomon, who was the richest, wisest man ever. Like, not even he was clothed in splendor, such as the wildflowers of the field. Won't then certainly your heavenly Father take care of you? Don't worry about tomorrow, he says. Tomorrow, it has enough troubles of its own. It'll worry about its own self. (laughs) He said, seek me first. Seek my heart first, says the Lord. And live your life as though you trust that I care for you. As though you trust that I certainly got your back. Live your life in obedience to me. And I, I, I will take care of you. You can be at peace. Jesus says, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled. 
There's something powerful that happens whenever we rest in the peace that we were called to as we entrust our lives to the Lord and live for his glory because then we realize, wow, I've been given not a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline and realize that, wow, God has indeed given me everything that I need to live the life of godliness he's called me to live. It's like, wow, I am as bold as a lion because I am hidden in him and he's got me. And it's like we have this sweet, like unshakable confidence in the Lord Because God gave us the confidence, the world can't take it away because the world didn't give it. I can live out that confidence, live out that trust wholeheartedly in this short time that I'm here. There's another quote I want to share with you. I have this quote on my wall in my room, and it's by Oscar Wilde. And he says, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist, and that is all. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. In Matthew 10, 39, Jesus says, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Another version says, Whoever finds his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. And whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all eternity. I've never felt more free. I've never been filled with more joy. I have never felt more like Emma May, more like myself than when I am fully surrendered to the Lord. Whenever I put I, whenever I put the desires of my flesh away, whenever I lay my own self aside, the things that will really hinder us are the, it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. When I deny myself, pick up my cross and follow Jesus, knowing that it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. I have never been more free. I have never been more confident in the life that I'm living. And you may be like, Emma, what on earth are you saying? That doesn't even make sense. You're saying that you're putting to death the things of yourself and you've never felt more like yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Why? Because I can't expect myself to live the life I was called to live if I'm not following the one who called me. I can't live the life that I was made to live if I am not seeking the very one who made me. It is only whenever I'm living for the Lord that I can actually live the life I was called to live and be the human that I was called to be. Jesus says, if you cling to your life, wanting control of it all, the world will say that if you just get more fame, more popularity, if you just get into this next season and have a different relationship status, if you can have more sex with more people, if you can get high just a couple more times, if you can just go to a couple more parties, if you can have some more people like you, get some more power, then you'll be happy. Then you'll be doing just fine. If you can just get this job so that you can have this income, if you could just get this next step in your career, then you'll be content. Now, friends, I'm not saying that there is not some satisfaction that comes with those things. But I love how 
this, I love how the word puts it, that whoever finds his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. Meaning, if you're living for yourself, clinging to this life here on earth, clinging to the things of the world here, right in front of you that you can see, yes, there will be some satisfaction, but it lasts for only a little while. Eventually, it will be gone. Why? Because the things of this world can and will pass away. But the word of God and he, his glory and his presence and his holiness, who he is, will never pass away. That's why Jesus is saying, whoever finds their identity and finds their life and invests all their tokens in this world, you're eventually going to lose it through death because everything you're investing into, it's not eternal he says but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake he says will find it that is life with me for all eternity you're listening to the converge podcast network and now a message from one of our network supporters to take a break in our show today to tell you about an online parenting event that you or someone you know definitely won't want to miss. We're living in strange and difficult days, wouldn't you say? And I think it's safe to say that parents feel the pressure to lead in their homes especially well right now. But wouldn't it be nice to feel the freedom to check that perfectionism at the door and become the perfectly imperfect parent God actually called you to be? It's time to sign up today for the Perfectly Imperfect Christian Parenting event that will be held on October 23rd through 24th. This completely digital event was designed to give parents the practical and spiritual help needed to grow as leaders in the home, and it's an easy and accessible digital format. With more than 40 available talks, you'll hear from amazing speakers like Aaron and Jamie Ivey, Mark Batterson, Jonathan Pitts, Nicole Zasowski, the Duck Dynasty Robertson family, and many, many more. Tickets are only $49, so we invite you or a parent that you love to register today for this digital Christian parenting event. Visit perfectlyimperfect.org to sign up today. Now, let's get back to today's show. I love how David says in Psalm 16 that in your presence, God, is the fullness of joy. (laughs) And there are eternal pleasures at your right hand forevermore. That's where my pleasure is. That's where my joy is found. That's where I'm most richly satisfied is in the presence of the very one who made me, in the creator of all things. He is so good. He is my sustainer. He fulfills me. Oh my goodness, praise the Lord for who he is. Matthew 6, 21, Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And right before this verse, verse 21, Jesus actually says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. He's like, don't 
Don't spend all of your time focusing on what you're seeing here and now. Because I have so much more for you. I actually have the life you are called to live for you. John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. But then right before that, he says, there is a thief, our enemy, Satan, the devil. He has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I think it's really interesting, as we just read in Matthew 6, where Jesus is warning us, he's commanding us, do not store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where thieves break in and steal. Whenever our focus is not on the glory of the Lord, whenever our focus is not on building God's kingdom here on earth, when our focus is not for living for the one who has called us and who is worthy of our life, (laughs) and our focus is on the things of this world and how we can build up our own name, how we can build up our own fame, how we can keep control and keep a grip on everything in our life, The enemy can have a great foothold. The enemy can blind us and distract us very easily from the things that the Lord is calling us to because we're choosing to focus on things other than the Lord. I think I I wrote a book, it's a devotional book called All Caps You. And a big reason that I wanted to call it All Caps You is because of John 10.10. I fully believe that the enemy, the thief, would love for us to live in all lowercase letters, to steal our joy, to kill our faith, to rob us of being aware of how on purpose and how loved we are by the Lord and living it out for his glory. He would love for us to walk in the spirit God did not give us, the spirit of fear and timidity. He would love for us to be captured in sin, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. He would love for us to miss out on all that God has. But Jesus, whenever I hear that Jesus says, I have come so you may have life and have it abundantly, I hear he has come so we may live in all caps, so that we may be the all caps, full, wholehearted, complete, made whole version that the Lord has called us to be. Because in the Lord, we lack no good thing, but it's only By submitting to God, and as James said, declaring, if God wants me to do it, then I'm going to do it. Having that type of heart posture that we can then live out that incredible, abundant life that God, he wants us to live. In Ecclesiastes 12, I think this is really interesting. Solomon, as we mentioned earlier, like the richest, wisest man ever, (laughs) Like, had it all. At the snap of his fingers, he could have whatever he wanted. The money, the stuff, the women. Like, he had it all, okay? And at the end of his life, this is what he says. Over and over again, he says, remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. Remember your creator. Solomon, at the end of his days... He says, here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands for this is everyone's duty. Over and over again throughout Ecclesiastes, we read vanity, vanity, vanity. Everything is meaningless. Why? Because he realized that the things of this world, storing for your for yourselves treasures here on earth, living life to build up your name and your fame and your, your value in the eyes of people, it's meaningless. It's not worth it. 
True satisfaction is found in the Lord. True life is discovered when we fear God and we obey his commands. And that's why he's telling the young people at the end of Ecclesiastes to remember the Lord. Remember your creator. Remember him. Fear him. Obey him. Because, you know, I'm at the end of my days and I've realized it's all about him. It's not about the things of this world. It really isn't. Isaiah 8.11, God gave Isaiah a strong warning. It's one of my favorite verses. He says, I give you a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. Because the world is going to tell you to, to live it up for you. But the Lord, he says, no, come to me. Come to me. Live for me. Surrender to me and you will discover who you truly were called to be. Only one life will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. When I was in high school, this is another quote that I get to share with you that my dad shared with me when I was in high school. And this quote goes through four different types of people through life. And all four of those people start with W's. You have the wishers, the waiters, the watchers, and the workers. The wishers, they wish and hope their life away. The waiters, they sit and wait on God, but they aren't proactive about anything. So they're waiting for opportunity after opportunity, but they never step into the opportunities. They never do anything. They never live out what they're reading. They never share what they're being taught. They they don't act on it. They're just waiting Watchers watch life pass them by and everyone around them receives the blessings. They're just going through the motions, watching everyone else. And workers go get it. I love you and I I want us to be workers. I want us to sit at the feet of the Lord with a heart posture that says, God, if it's your will, I'm going to do this or that. Having a heart of wisdom, understanding that our life is a vapor. It will soon pass, but only what's done for Christ will last. So what am I going to do? I'm going to live it wholeheartedly. I'm going to go get it. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, I set my eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because I know that what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Colossians 3.23, whatever I do, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly because I know that I'm doing it for Christ ultimately and not for people. 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether I eat or drink or whatever I do, I'm doing it for the glory of the Lord. I'm going to go get it. Don't you know that we are dust and to dust we from dust we came and to dust we will return. We're here for such a short little time, my friends, and I want to make it count. In 1 Peter 4 verses 7 through 11, Peter says the end of the world is coming soon. Y'all, we are here for a vapor. It's coming soon. Therefore, he says, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? 
do it with the strength and energy that God supplies, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Living all out throughout high school, my dad would always say to have our head on a swivel. Seeking for who needed to be loved, who needed to be encouraged, who needed to be built up in truth, who needed a hug, who needed to be listened to, and do it. Workers, go get it. My dad throughout high school would also always refer to Tigger from Winnie the Pooh because anytime Tigger was approached to go do anything, Tigger would always say, You hoo hoo hoo, that's what Tiggers do best. And my dad would always say, This is what children of God do best. We love people. We are peacemakers. We speak the truth in grace. We make the most of every opportunity, letting our words be seasoned with salt so we may know how to answer everyone. We're always prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have with gentleness and respect. We, our feet, I want my feet to be known as beautiful because, not because I get pedicures all the time, but because how beautiful are the feet of those who are messengers of the gospel. That I was once dead in my sin. That I was separated from God because I disobeyed him. That I had fallen short of his perfect, glorious standard. Yet he wanted to spend eternity with me. Forever and ever he was jealous to spend with me. And so he loved me so much. He loved you so much. He loved the world so much that he would send his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, shall have the gift of life, shall be who he has called them to be shall live forever in eternity that the thieves cannot break in and steal, that the moths cannot eat away at. That's how beautiful are the feet of those who go and share this good news of salvation. That he who knew no sin, Jesus, he became my sin so that I might become the righteousness of God. I can't keep this to myself. That's why I have my head on a swivel. That's why I want to be a worker who goes and gets it. That's why I want to have a heart that of wisdom. I want to gain more wisdom and have, I want to be taught to number my days so that I may spend it well because guys, we're only here for a short time. I don't want to cling to my life because I know if I do that, I'm going to lose it. I want to lose my life for the sake of the name of Jesus because I know in then I actually find it because he promises to seek him and we will find him. To knock and the door will be open to ask and it shall be given. God would not have told us to seek him if we could not find him. Friend, I'm going to close us out with this incredible quote. We love our quotes. C.T. Studd, only one life twill soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. What are you investing into? Where are you storing your treasures? Where are you investing your focus and your energy? Are you living life for you? Are you living life for the things of this world that can and will pass away? Or are you living your life to bring glory to the Lord? Are you living your life in such a way that says, yep, if it's God's will, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Blessed be the name of the Lord because it's all about him. That's the life that I want to live. 
That's a life that matters. That's a life that makes a difference that's beyond you. (laughs) That's beyond me. I love y'all so much. I've been encouraged by this. And so I pray that it encourages you. Remember your creator. Don't forget the one who made you. Fear him and obey him. Because the things of this world, they cannot satisfy the deep longing of satisfaction that the Lord put in you for himself to meet the need of. Y'all are incredible. I'm so thankful for you. I pray that you'll have the best day ever. Go be workers and go get it, friends. In the name of Jesus, amen. (laughs) Be sure and subscribe to this podcast and share it with all of your people. And don't forget how loved you are. I pray you all have the most incredible week and I cannot wait to talk to y'all next week. (laughs) Bye, sweet people. blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.